Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward. So, um, uh, 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 we do need to make mention of the fact so it's a very difficult week for us here at American Family Radio because uh, the church that loans us the their popcorn machine has it this week. The only time of, of the year they have it is the week just prior to um, what, what do they what do they they call the the uh, oh my goodness my my brain's just going uh, November first. Come on, guys! Don't What's, they don't uh, they use it for like a Reformation Day? Celebration? Yes, Reformation Day. Thank you. That's I got ninety five reasons <laughs> why I need the popcorn machine back. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't think of Reformation Day, uh-huh. November first, and so the usually the week of Reformation Day, Lawndale Presbyterian Church comes to get their popcorn machine, and we who have become dependent <laughs> on free popcorn. Yeah, I mean it. It, it is a lesson. And why socialism doesn't work, because people are getting cranky around here. I tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. There's no popcorn this week. Yeah. What next? We'll have a GoFundMe. What's next? For we a have popcorn to pay, machine? We have to pay full price for the uh, Diet Coke machine? Yeah. We're going to have mean- to. Brent, check out a van. <laughs> we need to go down to the store, get some microwavable popcorn, assuming there is any on the shelf. That is not the same. I'm yeah. just going to tell you that is not the same as that popcorn machine. I mean, we, there's, there's – it is a blessing to work here at American Family Association That's slash right. American Family Radio for a lot of different reasons. The popcorn mm-hmm. machine, obviously, but we get to get Cokes. Uh, uh, I drink Diet oh. Coke out of the Coke machine for cost twenty five yes. cents. The yes. price has not gone up. I've been here almost twenty five years. Yeah, and the price has not gone up. Hey, right, t- there is no inflation. Yes. At AFA. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, drink prices are part of why, like. Uh, you know, eating out is so expensive, depending on where you go. Yes. And uh, we have, on occasion, uh, I have, uh, on Sundays, I've brought my badge with me. And then if we order out, we'll we'll order out from somewhere over here, but we'll swing by and I'll get pop, as we call it, <laughs> uh, out of the uh, machine for a buck versus $3 a beverage. Okay, we're, we're going to put a stop to that. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, listen, uh, that's Chris finds out his badge doesn't work. Yeah. On Sunday. <laughs> All right. Hey, anyway, folks, Brent, I know don't you put that were, in the podcast. You were dying to, you were dying to hear, uh, all that information. I just wanted to let you know, Tim is not here this week. So, you know, people who watch the show and, uh, you still can folks on Facebook or YouTube, uh, you can simply search for today's issues and click through and you can watch us do the radio program, but, but people are always watching whether or not Tim gets popcorn. And inquiring minds want to know, right? Did Tim arrange his vacation period around the absent popcorn machine? Listen, uh, you know, we were talking about conspiracies before. There you go. Is that a conspiracy? I don't know. I don't know. Inquire. We'll investigate. Yes. Yeah. All right, Chris, let's get some hard news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the uh, the hard news stories has been this reconciliation bill. This is that big behemoth bill that Joe Biden and Democrats uh, who would stand with him for all kinds of issues. This is that big bill that they want to do everything 
they've ever wanted to do this with. This is the $3.5 trillion, At right? least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. By the way, you know, courtesy of the taxpayers of America. Right. Uh, but infrastructure is important. Infrastructure is yeah. important until you want to include things that are not infrastructure as part of infrastructure, which right. is part of the reason why this bill is as expensive as it is. Republicans have used this as an opportunity to say it's all the more reason why you got to read up on these things. you got to know where candidates stand on issues, what they're pushing for in bills. And uh, one example this morning was House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a Republican from California, one of the three over there. He was on Fox and Friends, and he said the uh, reconciliation bill in the House includes money for a big park in San Francisco. He then went on to blame Democrats for inflation, supply chain problems, the border crisis, what have you. Clip nine. But remember what's in this bill, $200 million for a park in Pelosi's district. Hmm. You know, she's on her Pelosi. farewell tour. Right. Every month that. she's in Europe and she comes back. In, the, in this bill is also um, amnesty for about 10 million illegal immigrants that you watch coming across this border. Won't the parliamentarians that strike well. that down? I don't know if they will or not, but it's in the, Dem it's in mm -hmm. the Democrat bill today that they right. want to pass inside the House. Remember what the American public is saying just in a recent poll, that we are on the wrong direction. The top two issues was inflation. And why is inflation here? Because of the spending of what the Democrats have done, the trillions of dollars. You watch what they're doing every day you watch on your news, the supply chain, the most expensive Thanksgiving we've ever had. The price of gas, even in one place in California, is over $7. Our shelves have become empty. It's yeah. based upon the Democratic policies. And their second top issue was the immigration and our border. Well, now, Fred, let me just say this. I, I, I try to be fair here. Um, I don't think Democrat policies are the only thing driving inflation. I, I think probably the lockdowns, some of the problems we're having uh, on the uh, West Coast in terms of getting products ashore. Um, now, there is something to be said about California policies driving that, but it is, to uh, Representative McCarthy's point, it is absolutely undeniable that things like getting rid of the pipeline, uh, 11,000 jobs were lost uh, uh, because of that, but it is helping to drive up get fuel prices, which have gone up. And then other policies, including uh, big spending from the federal government. A lot of Republicans went along with some of that in terms of the stimulus packages. Uh, but it seems clear that, that this is a self-inflicted wound for the most part in terms of inflation. A lot of times inflation, like hyperinflation, they say results from some big uh, uh, a cause like, uh, you know, a weather damage or a war or those kinds of things. But this certainly seems to be in large part self-inflicted. You know, I heard an interesting comment this morning that if the Biden administration was really interested in resolving this supply chain uh, crisis, it's just another crisis right now. Right. And there's no question about it, that they bring in somebody who knows something about business you know, there are people in this country who are really good at this stuff. Right. Like, you know, Fred, somebody mentioned Fred Smith this morning, FedEx, built an empire. Right. You know, uh, FedEx, they know what they're doing. The plane's got to go on time and they got to get home on time. Right. You know, and they keep flying. So why not, why not bring somebody like Fred Smith in or Tesla person? I don't know. You, you pick somebody who is a success at business. Kind of like a successful businessman. 
that yeah. you could have been running things. We should anyway. try that someday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, one has to wonder, now that you've kind of alluded to the man Donald Trump, if he was still in office, would we have this crisis? I read a piece this morning, and I, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there, mentioning a few policies that are in place in California that just might have something to do with the jam up there. One of them is, is that there's a huge push towards only having electric trucks in California. So a lot of truck companies are getting rid of their, uh, their diesel driven trucks right now to move to electricity because their, their own, their old trucks are going to be outlawed pretty soon. Yeah. Here's another, and I was not aware of this, that apparently in California, the people who service, you know, like uh, Long Beach, California, the L.A., where these containers come in, there are no owner-operator trucks allowed because those aren't unionized drivers. Now, can you imagine for a second that uh, the American people are having this affliction driven by Joe Biden because, you know, Joe Biden, I've heard him say over and over and over again, good union jobs, good union jobs, good union. There are other jobs that aren't unionized. Right. You don't have to be part of a union to be contributing to an economy. But in Joe Biden's book, union jobs are the only thing that count. So, you know, and across this country, there are thousands of owner-operated 18-wheelers. You know, the driver owns that thing. That's how he makes his living. But if that's true, he's not allowed to go in and pick up one of these containers and deliver. So I'm just saying there are, are there is no problem in this country. This is a terrific country, the United States of America. It knows how to do business. There has got to be a solution to this. But what did Joe Biden do? And Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, he went on paternity leave. Right. When allegedly all of this problem was developing, he's at home with... His friend, they just adopted, what is two kids or one kid? Two kids. Two kids. All right. And so he's he's off doing paternity leave when we have this crisis developing. And now we're told, I'm sorry, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Inflation's going to increase. We're being told it's going to get worse and worse. We're not being told what they're going to do about it. Well, and, and Chris, if I'm not mistaken, the, the Biden administration has, their messaging has been, Americans just need to get used to this. This is right. just the way it's going to be. That that was stunning when I heard that last week. Yeah, and, you know, mind you, we live in a society uh, where we're constantly watching things and seeing things advertised on television, and we've kind of been programmed uh, to where, you know, uh, when we want something, we can go get it. And historically right. speaking, that's been what has been the American experience. When you want something, you can go to the store. They probably have it for a price. If you don't like that price, you can go somewhere else. In 2021, America, good luck. That's the message. Right. Bless your heart. Yeah. Uh, because depending on where you're going, you're going to go somewhere where the store shelves are empty. I saw a picture of a Safeway in uh, the D.C. area. Uh, I believe it was the D.C. area. It was last week on social media. And somebody at the store, uh, like a lot of it's employees It's a grocery do, store. It Safeway. is, yes. Uh, somebody at the store, when you straighten up the shelves and you make it all nice and neat, that's called fronting. Yeah. And, you're, and uh, somebody uh, at the store who probably didn't have any help that day because nobody else showed up uh, had fronted the uh, display all real nice and neat. But when you really got to looking at it, it was literally only the 
a few items on the front of the shelf. Everything <laughs> else was just empty. Was so they, they were trying to make it look like they had product when, in fact, they did not. And the thing about Buttigieg is when you've got two little kids that are in diapers and they're growing out of clothes all the time and they're drinking formula and milk and all these other things, they're starting to take salads, that's going to come back to haunt you as well, Mr. Buttigieg. So you, as the transportation secretary, need to be using your pen and a phone to make sure the stuff in Portland, or excuse me, California, is making its way across the country so that you and everybody else can have what you need for your kids. Well, Buttigieg, when he uh, came off his paternity leave for a few days there a few weeks ago, actually said that what you're seeing in this supply chain problem right now is an indication of the success of the Biden eco economic plan. He actually yeah, said he, he actually did. said that. Yeah. That it's a how did, he, how did he explain that? It was creating demand. The the better pay and wages that we're getting because Lord Biden gave it to us is it's creating demand. Yeah, but you can't buy it. you can't buy things. <laughs> oh, it was total spin. If he was a washing machine, he would have been on the spin cycle. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, listen, I, 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 if you're if your defense of the current economic situation which I'm starting to read articles about the possibility of hyperinflation. I mean, where it's growing rapidly. Uh, if your argument is just get used to it, or as someone said last week, uh, mocking Americans for always wanting to have, you know, uh, products when they, when they want it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, well, Jen Psaki said. Was that yeah, Jen Psaki? It was the treadmill. tragedy of the treadmill delay. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. arrogance. Yeah, because you, you want a treadmill and you can't get it right away? Was stop. that what she was yeah, saying? Yeah, stop your whining. And mind you, we just came from a, uh Obama administration who tried to promote healthy living. You should exercise more. Get out. Grow your own garden. All these things. And now we're going, you know, Peppermint Patty's saying that's the tragedy of the treadmill delay. Peppermint, peppermint That's the first I've heard of that. Um, but you know what? If if the Biden administration is not careful, they are going to turn into Jimmy Carter 2.0. Yeah, I was just thinking that. that. Yeah. I was just thinking that, that we're going to go back. To I was thinking it before anybody said it. I know. 7980, you get the credit. Yeah. 7980, that's where we're entering. You remember, let's go back to those times, the, the lineups for gas. That's right. We haven't quite seen it yet. At least I'm not aware of it. But we could be headed in that direction mm -hmm. when there is going to have gas rationing. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Let me point this out because uh, from time to time we talk about this when it when it pops up. The administration, the Biden administration, wants us to move from gas-powered cars to electric vehicles. Right. And one of the stated reasons for that is when you have an EV, as they're called, uh, you're not impacted by price shocks at the pump. Well, that makes sense, depending on how far you drive. But two, uh, in recent days, we had this big storm in uh, parts of California, Oregon, and Washington State. So places where there has been a big push and many people have bought electric vehicles. Well, because of that bad weather, you had tens of thousands of homes and businesses without electricity. So those people are stuck at home. Right. They can't leave because they don't have anything to power their car. And the grocery stores are without electricity, which means all their food is bad. I mean, that's a liberal policy right there. That, uh, that I don't, I shouldn't have to give you a better example of why things don't work. Yeah, yeah, you know, in reality, here's the reality, and and this is what you know, people with common sense are asking for. People with common sense are are say, aren't saying that windmills are bad. Right. They're not saying that solar panels are bad, but you don't throw out fossil fuels. And then say we're going to go completely uh, solar panels and windmills. You can't yeah. do that. 
And that's what happened in Texas, I am told. What was it last year? The Yeah, they had a big... The cold weather. Mm-hmm. It's because they be, become too dependent on these other sources, which, by the way, only work if the weather is good. Right. You've got to have an extended period. It is absolutely amazing to me. They still they keep talking about these electric vehicles. I love to go back. What was the president of GM? There was that. Oh, yes, that's what right. was about a month or two ago? You know where they were so proud. They're getting electric buses somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think it was. And some reporter, I'd love to meet this reporter. Where does the electricity come from? Well, from the wall over there. Right at the building. The building. Uh, where does the electricity come into the building? Where does that come from? Well, I guess it comes from the power company. Coal-fired plants. Coal-fired plants. I mean, it was a moment of reality. Yeah. Stop this nonsense. The electricity has to come from somewhere. Right. Right. And the reality is, right now, America is dependent on fossil fuels for that, whether you like it or not. Well, and for the foreseeable future, too. Listen, like, like you said, I'm in full agreement. If we can go towards... Uh, you know, renewable resources. Great. That is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I I think I mentioned on on the air, I uh, bought at the beginning of the summer a battery-powered weed eater. I don't have a lot of weed eating to do. It's a lot less hassle. I don't have to crank the thing. with. You have to mix the fuel, all those kinds of things. That's a good thing to have those kinds of options. And if you can get, if you can augment your energy, uh, Usage with renewable resources, fantastic. Develop the technologies. The, I, I did some research on this battery, and, the, you know, the batteries have improved mm-hmm. over the last five to ten years. Good. Keep working on that. But for the foreseeable future, I'm right. talking about the next 50 years, yeah. you are going to have to have non-renewable energy. You're going to have to have fossil fuels, mm-hmm. uh, various kinds, you know, uh, oil, gasoline, coal, so on and so forth. Nuclear, I guess, would be fall into, it's not a fossil fuel, but you're going to have to have these other inputs in order to make the transition. But these radicals on the left don't seem to want to have a transition. They just want it to be, let's do it now. Yeah. Let me mention this real quick. There is a site that I have gone to for years uh, for information on where our electricity comes from. Uh, I use the same website all the time because I want to be like consistent, use the same source. Uh, this is the U.S. Energy in, in the U.S. Energy Information Administration (EIA). It falls under the Department of Energy, so this is the federal government's data. Okay, it's not somebody offsite, public sector, private sector trying to prove a point or whatever else. The bulk of our electricity now actually comes from natural gas. Coal is still up there; it's number two. Natural gas provided 40.3 percent of the nation's electricity as of February of this year. Coal. of the nation's electricity, again, as of uh, February of this year. Wind and solar combined, 10.7%, and most of that was from wind energy. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking 60-70% that we still rely on to get electricity, fossil fuels. Nuclear is kind of the way you want to go if you're really scared about emissions because the the reaction that occurs that creates the nuclear energy that could power homes, that is, it creates no emissions. There's no carbon footprint, if you will, for a nuclear reaction that would power a home. 
some people don't want to move in that direction because to build one of those plants, it would be really expensive. But then you also have the crowd that's completely scared of nuclear energy because they saw too many scary movies back in the 60s and 70s. As part of the expense on those nuclear power plants are, are the lawsuits, fighting the lawsuits that come from sure. environmental yeah. groups. So there's a lot to take I'm, in there. I think. I'm so glad y'all wanted to talk about energy because sometimes <laughs> I've brought it up and it's like, all right, next story. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, listen, we all need it. And yeah, so we it's, do. Yeah. It, it is interesting to have some uh, perspective on yes. it. All right, what else you got? Well, let's do this because from time to time we do mention on this program the people that are involved with professional sports that say and do things that kind of just make you want to shake your head and go, oh, I'm going to stop watching. Um, there is somebody, he plays for the Boston Celtics. I'm not sure of his position. Um, and I probably am not pronouncing his name correctly. I don't really follow professional basketball all that much. I think much. he's a center. Thank you. Uh, Ennis Cantor, does that sound right? Uh, Ennis plays for the Boston Celtics, and he has been very critical of how the Turkish government treats people. Ennis Cantor is he's, from— He's Turkish. Yes. Uh, he's Turkish been very descent. critical of how the Turkish uh, leadership over there uh, treats people, and uh, he actually kind of one-upped himself here. Uh, Boston Celtics player Ennis Cantor says Nike is silent on China and its slave labor. Clip 11. Nike remains vocal about injustice here in America, but when it comes to China— Nike remains silent. You do not address police brutality in China. You do not speak about discrimination against the LGBTQ community. You do not say a word about the oppression of minorities in China. You are scared to speak up. Who makes your shoes in China? Do you even know? There are so many forced labor factories in China. Now, there's, this is a timely topic for two reasons. Number one, it's an American company, but it's making things overseas, arguably through inhumane practices. And the NBA has been very critical about domestic issues that have popped up here at home. They don't like election reforms. They don't like Georgia passing a pro-life bill, all these things. But then they never bat an eye over anything out of China, which has been a huge market for them. They play games over there. They're probably going to try at some point to get a team in China. Who knows? Uh, and it, it's, it's, I think, going to be very interesting to see how cancel culture responds to this situation, if at all, because he brings up very valid points. Um, and, you know, again, you hear about Colin Kaepernick kneeling. We talk about those things. In this particular situation, he's actually bringing humanitarian issues uh, to the forefront and whether or not other people might join. We'll see. But LeBron James oftentimes gets ripped for never criticizing China but he'll go after a governor or a president that he doesn't like. In this particular situation, somebody's taking a stand here, and I'm interested to see how people respond, if at all. Well, Cantor is, he's a practicing Muslim, so I, I looked that up. We talked about him in our story meeting this morning. And so he is obviously concerned with the way China is treating the Uyghur Muslims, and it, it almost appears to be an effort ex, at extermination. Yeah, as a Baptist, genocide. what they're doing to those Muslims, it ain't right. Right. So, so uh, th that has been, Fred, part of the criticism of the NBA and others and corporations who are only too happy to do business in China or to criticize, for example, uh, voting laws passed in Georgia, Yes, but not criticizing in China where nobody gets to vote. Yes. Okay. But still doing business with them, you know, Major League Baseball getting rid of the uh, the all-star game in Georgia so those kind of those kind of hypocrisies 
are, are being noticed. Selective outrage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. And 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 the NBA, when it does what it does, they know they're going to get covered, uh, have cover from the mainstream media. Right. The mainstream media puts up its finger to the wind and says, "Okay, we're going to criticize this group over here, right. but not this group over here is doing the very same thing." Right. You know, that's that's just the way it works right now. Integrity is in short supply in our mainstream media. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for the today's edition of Today's Issues. More great programming is directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.